This week, the obvious question is, am I a good dad? I'm Mike Trevisano with Bob Meyer and Joe Vitalik. Each week, one of us asks the other two a question that may seem to be obvious, but it doesn't seem to have an obvious answer, and we see what we can figure out about it. We invite you to help us find answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. Joe asks Bob and I this week, what does it mean to be a good dad? And the question is not academic. The question is really, am I a good dad? The three of us all have children. I have a son, Bob has two sons and two daughters, and Joe has two sons and one daughter, and we're wondering, how do we know if we're making the cut for what is inarguably the most important job we have? It's my opinion, I'm sure Joe and Bob agree, that the moment we had children, everything else dropped away. Everything we previously thought was so critical and important is now fighting for a very distant second place. So how do we know if we're doing right by them? I hope you like our conversation. I can't think of any other that touched such a sensitive nerve so quickly. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Whether you're a mom or a dad or not, maybe you can help us all to be better. So the question for this week, uh, it's, it's been bugging me a little bit. It's a conversation I had with one of my sons and and he asked me, you know, what does it mean to be a good dad? And, and in the question, was, am I a good dad? And yeah, I think of him and I think of his, his children and you know how he, how he works and handles life and everything else. And he does really well. And it, it almost shocked me that he was asking me that question. And the more I thought about it, as we were talking, I thought, what's the reference point? What does it mean to be good? You know, that word good, good dad. What, what do you have to do? You know, do you have to work a certain number of hours, spend a certain amount of time at home, you know, go to certain events? have certain conversations, read certain books. I mean, what, what's the, what does the word actually imply? And then from there, I guess in his case, does he meet up to that goal, whatever that is, whatever the outcome is? So I'll ask you guys, you know, you're both both parents, both uh, dads, you know, in that sense, as I am as well. What does it mean? And and are you a good dad? Or how do you see yourself? And don't, you know, don't sugarcoat it or don't, you know, be be tough on yourselves. You know, just just say it like it is. The, the standard that uh, my wife and I thought of when we when we talked about being a parent or the thing with the dream we had for our child, should we have one someday? And then and then when we had when we had our son and to this day is uh, I want him to feel good about who he is. I want him. I want him to be comfortable in his own skin. I, I want him to be confident You know that more, more than more than anything else. And maybe that's because that implies a certain amount of comfort. You don't get to be that if, if you know, uh, unless you've got enough to eat for for me, I, I, I want him to feel good uh, about himself. And he seems to do that. He seems to, to do that. This one uh, hits a nerve with me because my, uh, you know, I almost have to tell a story because for me, being a good dad is, I almost have to say it's a driving factor in my life. Like even before my kids were born and I've got four kids, I, I wanted to have kids, you know, because of, you know, well, one, I love them to death, right? That sounds like a weird thing to say, love them to death, but, um, I also wanted to prove something like so when I first had kids, I wanted to prove to myself that I could be a good dad or or prove to my dad, because I think they're, you know, it's it's a deeper question for me because I grew up with a dad that I would, 
definitively say that he was a horrible dad. He was never around. He was an alcoholic and, you know, miserable person, verbally abusive, uh, said a lot of things to me and, and hurt me a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, the easiest story I can paint to, to share a, a picture for our listeners and for me is um, he used to call me the snitch, you know, the person where I'd call my mom and say, hey, he's, he's not, he didn't go to work, he's drinking, and you know, and, uh, you know, he'd, he'd push me around. And uh, he didn't have any money at that time, and he had some money, like, hidden underneath the carpet, and he's ripping up the carpet. It sounds bizarre itself as I, as I say that. And uh, my dad was uh, pushing me around, and I was like, you know, he called me some names, and he actually cursed at me, and I, I, I said something back. And I think I was like 11 or 12 at the time, and um, the, the words he said to me, he said, uh, he said, I'm an alcoholic, and my, my father was an alcoholic, and he said, you're going to be an alcoholic too. And that was probably the most hurtful thing that anybody could say. And I remember I pushed him against the wall and I said a word that, you know, I couldn't even say at that time. I said the F-U word. And I said, and I remember being so emotional about just saying, like, that's never going to happen. I said, everything in my power, I am never going to be like you. I'm not going to be like you. And uh, that stuck with me my entire life. Like, that my whole being is about being the best dad and the best husband that I can be. And I think I'm a pretty darn good one. I think my kids would applaud me and say, oh my God, my dad's incredible. You know, and, and I know from their friends, they're like, wow, I wish my dad could be like your dad. Like, hangs out, goes here, takes us to the zoo, acts goofy. That doesn't mean I don't do the dad responsible things where my kids say, I hate you because I discipline them or I tell them they can't do this or I treat them about morals and ethics. But, you know, uh, definitely question strikes a nerve with me when I think about being a good dad. And I'll, sh I'll share more as I get less emotional. But right now, that's my, you know, starting. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's going to happen with this know. question? I don't as know. We go, I mean, it's I, I don't want to yeah, be sad and morose about the whole thing. It's, it's you know, it's a I'm in a great place now. But when I think about what was the turning point for me, it goes way back. Um, I'll share another little weird tidbit. Was I remember, um, you know, it's one of those things that happens probably to kids more often than we think, where there's a problem at home, the problems with their parents, but adults, let's say uh, guidance counselors or school psychologists, make the issue about the kid. So I remember when I was in like fourth or fifth grade meeting with a school psychologist and they show you the, you know, the, the little blot tests and things like that and they ask you questions and she said, I want you to draw a picture of, of what you want right now. Like, what do you want? And I drew a picture of like a family and a house with a picket fence and some dogs in it. And it was, you know, like the beaver, the, you know, uh, leave it to beaver kind of house or, so, you know, one of those things, like the perfect family like the Brady Bunch or something like that and she's like wow she says why do you want you want to be married and have kids like you're just a kid why why would anybody want that and I was like and it it always struck a nerve with me like you idiot you're a psychologist how could you not see that there's a problem in my home like how could you not make that connection <laughs> oh my God. but uh but yeah it's it's always been a driving force in me that and then I had to get over that at some point to to say to myself that you know this is my life and I'm and I, and I had kids for 
for me, not not to prove somebody wrong. That that was a kind of a, call it a midlife crisis I had for myself, where you know I realized that you know this is for me. Yeah, and knowing you today, Bob, I've been to your house. You do you do have the house with the dog dogs and picket fence and all that kind of thing. So you know that dream that dream did happen. So you know the, the questions I was talking to my son about it, he he was saying things like. Like, like what you not not the not the thing that you said, but the way you said it. Like, well, how do I measure that? And what's the what's the what's the thing that makes me good or whatever? And and you said like, you know, your kids would think of you this way. And my kid said like, you know, your goal is to have 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 your son be that way and have it, um, you know, have it be have it be that the the outcome of goodness is measured on the outcome of of your son. And I, I think that's true. I think if you look at you know, the, the good dad part is the product is really important. And I wonder at times, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you guys and I, I can look back a little bit more and say, Hmm, there's some things that like one example would be, you know, time at work. How much time do you spend working in your career? Well, there's a balance there that says you've got to work hard and do really well to get the, the income or the, whatever the position that will allow you to have that good life and the good life there being, you know, money that provides for the house, the fun, the trips and everything like that. But at what point do you cross that line that takes you to obsessive work that now eats into that family time? And and the hard part, as I was talking to, to, to my son, is that we had this conversation that, of course, leads back to me and to, to my wife that, well, what do you think? You know, what's what's the outcome for you? Did you have a, a happy childhood and and, uh, you know, look where you are today. And is some of that learned behavior, like where Bob, you were in a sense, it sounds like learning the opposite, you know, what not to be or how you didn't want to be, you know, with your dad's perspective. Um, I was hoping for the, well, did you pick up on the good things, you know, and did you carry those forward and did that make a difference, you know, in where you are today? You know, the old, the, uh, apple doesn't fall far from the tree kind of concept. You know, you learn stuff and you, you carry the good, hopefully the good stuff forward, not the bad stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm the, the, the question, the, the, I guess the concern in the question was if you wait till the outcome, then it's too late to change it, you know, in the sense, how do you measure it as you go through it so that you don't find yourself out there and, and, you know, see, see a situation where you thought things were good. You thought the, the outcome would be good, but it didn't turn out so well. And then you later on hear the story of where if I'd known, you know, the old wise, wise part, if I'd known, you know, then what I know now, I never would have done that, or I would have worked you know, that tombstone thing that says, you know, I, I never didn't want to work, spend it, what it is, I don't I never want to spend more time at work or some comment like that, you know, sorry, I spend so much time at work. I think that's true for most people. And yet very few of us take it to heart and actually live that way and, and then have that good outcome, whatever that good outcome is. So the puzzle is, is, um, I think is mostly an interpretation of how you see that word good and then how you apply it to your your dadship, you know, your your ability to be a good dad in the context of the family and the kids and everything else. Then look for the outcome, see how they how they play out, which is very confusing to me. The the gig is fraught with with peril. And I don't mean to make excuses for myself or you or you guys, you know, too, as as fathers. But uh, the whole point is to is to raise a child to a place where they are their own person doing their own thing, making their own decisions. And so at some point, uh, 
I don't know if I'll ever stop judging my own job as a father by the things that he says or does. And yet at some point I have I have almost no influence or I or the influence I have is already done. I like did my gig already. I did what I could. He's off in the world doing what he what he is. And I think that's the thing that scares the, the living hell out of me. Like, am I doing the right things? Am I telling him the right things? Am I spending the right amounts of time, you know, about the right, you know, the, about the thing, giving him the tools that he can be successful on what he thinks is successful, <laughs> you know? And and Jesus, I'll never stop wondering if I fucked that up, you know, <laughs> I, you know, for sure. It's... It's a yeah, terrible goddamn job <laughs> and uh, the best job in ever, <laughs> the best job ever. And, and I got to ask you, so like you said, he's already kind of predisposed to be a certain way, but he's still young and he's <laughs> going to be at your house for who knows, maybe a lot of years, but at least the next six, bunch, eight, ten yeah. years, maybe yeah, a bunch. So in this moment in time, what does it mean to be a good dad? Like given that you've done all that hard work, you've gotten them all lined up right and you know, done all the right stuff for, as best you could. What are you doing now? And like you said, it's a tough job, but what, is it, what does it require from you now? I mean, that, that definition of good again, what does it mean to be good? You know, the, the, a word, uh, the first word that jumped into my, my head as you said that, and I don't mean it lightly, it's gonna sound new agey and lightly, and I don't mean it that way, is presence. You know, that, that I think what, I, what he needs now and what I'm trying to do now as best as I can. I would say I'm doing it, but I feel that that sounds arrogant to to say it that way, is presence, is that I'm there, that I'm listening, I'm doing my best not to interject my own bullshit into the things that he's saying, you know, that I'm, I'm allowing it to be from him and and helping where I think I can help and not helping when I when I can tell he doesn't want it or it's not going to do, it's not going to do any good. You know, I think, in fact, I think presence is a hell of a lot more important than time spent. You know, I think cause a lot of, a lot of dads could spend a lot of time or it's like vapid time, you know, it's like doing something just to do it or, you know, come on, rake leaves with me or something, but there's no conversation. There's no time spent. Maybe there's some value in that. Just, just that you're out in the yard together. I'm sure there is, but I'm more interested in the one where we're connected, you know, where the where the connection is is what's first. The connection is what's happening first. Like like my my own dad uh, worked more hours than every executive I've ever met in my career. He was a he was a he was a doctor. He left the house at you know five ten in the morning. I remember hearing his loafers that would wake me up in the morning. And and he wouldn't come home until you know nine or ten o'clock at night every every night, and yet I I don't look back. It's funny I have that memory, and then I also have the memory of him always being there, which is very very strange. How could that be? How could he be gone? You know, at a job so much, and yet I never think of him as not being around. I think he was good at presence. I think when he was there, he was there. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking so, about maybe. yeah the presence, the engagement, and this whole being a good dad. Part of both of you conversing makes me think, you know, is it possible to to just be there and be yourself and still be a good dad? I mean, I can. There's certainly um, ex- many examples of of poor or bad dads, but you know, I wonder if 
you know, like for me, it's like, it shouldn't be that hard, right? It, it shouldn't be that difficult to try to be a good dad. I just be who I am, right? I'm the person that I am. And I expose that to my children. And, and hopefully they pick up, you know, my ethics, my morals, my, you know, playfulness, my engagement. That's the best I can do. Um, you know, even going back to my dad, I, yeah, I, it's a terrible situation, but I, I, I forgive him, you know, and, and I believe that he probably did the best that he could at being a dad. He probably didn't think about it in terms of, well, I'm doing this and how does this impact my children? Um, I do think about those things and I think there's a lot of consciously aware parents. If anything, I mean, I know there's still that, the, you know, the deadbeat dad out there or the dad that has kids and never sees them at all. Uh, I know some of those folks, um, but I would have to say that in today's society, dads are probably more involved than they ever have been, um, you know, just with the sports and activities and so many things going on with the kids. Um, but but then to your point, Mike, at some point, they don't want to spend time with you. So you're riding on those early years that they know who I am. And, and having four kids and, and kids that run from, you know, now 21 to, to age, you know, 12, you know, that's a the big span there. And, I, and I've seen it go through each kid as they become teens. They kind of withdraw from the parent. They don't want to talk to the parent. They want to uh, talk to other people, their friends. But they. But the cool thing is, you know, like with my girls that are older, is they come back to the fold. You know, if you are a good dad, they're like, they're always going to have that connection. You can't you can't get rid of it. So it's, uh, it's a little bit of investment and in being who you are. And then um, some of it, I have to say, is like almost being on autopilot. We want to say that we're in control of what it means to be a good dad. But I don't know that that there is a a magic thing. Like, I got to do these five things tomorrow. The thing that rubs me wrong is like I always feel like I could have done more. And the could have done more is the conversations where maybe I should have communicated with them. or. But it's hard, especially we've talked about on our podcast communicating with teens uh, they keep stuff to themselves. Even if you try, we could be the best communicators in the world, but they could still say to a question you ask, I don't know, or I'm not sure, or where are you going? I don't know. You know, they're going to, they're going to be closed up a little bit and it's up to us to, to make them know when they're comfortable having a conversation, you're the guy that you want to have it with. I know with the girls, whenever they had boyfriends and, and broke up, I was the call. I was the guy. I was the one to console them and you know, have them cry on my shoulder. And, you know, that, that's an endearing moment in itself that tells me, crap, I, I think I've, I think I'm a good dad because I don't, I don't think they'd do that if I weren't. I don't think they'd trust me, you know. Mm. And, and it's interesting to me as I listen to this. So you both have focused on dad in the relationship of a younger person up to, I'll say, age 18, 21, something like that. I'm a little older and I, my kids are a little older. And I'm I'm curious from your perspective, because you haven't done this yet. You know, what does it mean to be a good dad when they're older, like when they're 21 and up? You don't lose the name, you don't lose the title, you don't lose the responsibility in some ways. I grant you it's different. Like you said, Mike, they're out in the world, they're doing their thing, but you know, what what do you see as your role to be a good dad from that point forward, you know, from the time that they're grown up, they're out of college, they're on their own, until you're gone. I mean, that obviously the title's there, but do you just drop out of their lives or you, you kind of, a good dad is just there. They don't really do anything. What do you think? 
Jesus, I I don't see how it, it. On one hand, I see answering that kind of question is like, so what's it like to be a Martian? You know, it, it's so it's so distant. It's so it, it's so foreign. Yeah, it's it's one of those experiences. But because I haven't had it yet, that that I don't wouldn't know how to how to even come at it. And at the same point, I guess I know it's a lot of the same, right? I mean, the being a dad to to our son now when he's, you know, uh, when he's 12 is the same as being a dad when he was when he was two or three or, you know, six or seven or whatever. It's the same. It It's the same attention and care. You know, it's the it's sure, sure the details change vastly, you know, of the kinds of things you're doing it with with them. But but the approach, you know, the spirit of the approach is is the same. The care the presence is the same. Yeah, I think for me it's it's it just becomes a little bit more adult like with my oldest, you know, she's going to be, you know, twenty one in, in a in a few weeks. And uh, you know, she's very mature for her age and, and very responsible. In some cases it drives me a little nuts. Like, well, we don't need to do this right away. You're you're being too responsible. <laughs> she's almost too responsible. But so the conversation changes a little bit, but but she's still, it, it's still, you know, the connection's still there. And maybe we don't talk as much as I do. And I'm not in, you know, driving her to sports or doing things with her all the time. But we're still, that connection, that bond is continually there. And then, you know, it's also, you know, the teaching moments become a little bit different. You know, it's more about, well, how do I get a loan for this car? Or how do I resolve this issue? Or, you know, we'll talk about, difficult situations that she has at work like how how can I handle this situation at work so I don't think she would come to me with those if we didn't have that early you know child rearing connection where where I was a good dad I think she'd you know for both of us I don't think I'd lean on her you know when I when I've got stuff on my mind I've I've now got a child and adult that I can share my inner feelings with to say here's how I feel right now and that it's kind of a it has some great you know, residual payback, if you will, if you're if you're a good dad. And I would come to think that if we weren't connected in the early years, we, we wouldn't be connected now. I, I hear that all the time about people that, you know, don't talk to their dad or their mom at all. You know, for me, I'm missing both of my parents. And I tell you, it, at times it, it feels kind of, I don't, I don't know what the word is to describe it. I don't want to say lonely. It may be risky is the word that comes into mind because... I always think of a dad or a mom as a safety net, right? No matter how old you are, it's like, ooh, if I get in trouble, mom or dad's going to help me out. They're going to bail me out. They they got my back, right? I, I, I can't fall any further, you know. I can always move back home. I, I don't have any of that, right? It's like, mm. it, it's just me. So there's times that I need a break. And it's kind of cool if your child can be the adult or drive the car for the day or or do something for me where I don't have to feel like uh, I'm always in charge. I'm always in command. But um, yeah, it's it's tough. Maybe that's the way to think about, you know, for some of us, it's like being a good dad is knowing when you when you had somebody in your life and they're no longer there. What does that feel like? Yeah, and and having experienced some of that, like I mentioned, my kids are older. It, Mike, you said it, it doesn't change a whole lot. The context, and Bob, you said it too. The context changes. Is it a car loan or that type of thing to help with maybe a relationship or something? And you're not providing like you were before. But some of the same stuff, I think, is still there. I find, you know, the listening part or the 
connection part that you mentioned, Bob, you know, how, how you did it as a younger parent, you know, when your children were younger, kind of carries through. And, and like you, I hear the stories all the time about, you know, don't talk to my parents or the parents say never hear from my kids. And I wonder about that. I wonder, and I'll, I'll say it this way, I wonder what went wrong. I wonder where there was that, and maybe I'm saying it wrong when I say what went wrong. Maybe I should be saying, why is it different than, than what I experienced? And do they care? You know, most of the time it seems like they say it like almost nonchalantly, like, yeah, I don't talk to them, whatever. They're on their own. They're doing their own thing. Almost like that's the right thing. And maybe for them that is. So uh, it's a little confusing for me. Um, I think some of the, the things that we talked about, if we dig a little bit deeper, and, and I hope some of the listeners are doing that, are thinking about, you know, what does that mean to be a good dad? First of all, you know, think of the definition and think of how you fit into that and whether that makes sense or not and how that plays out for the future. So um, I'll end with that and say, Mike, Bob, do you have any things to, to say before we, we end for this week? I would say that one thing your, your, your son could maybe take to heart is if he's even asking the question, he's probably on the right track. Because I don't think I don't think every dad does. I think they just they just have some kids because that's what you do, and you grow up, and hopefully they work out and they get good jobs, and and that's that, you know. So I think I think the first step to being a good dad is wondering, am I a good dad? Yeah, I think that's good advice. I I, I think, you know, you got to put some thought into it, and uh, you know thinking about them, maybe, you know, thinking about the children as grown adults as to what does that mean? And, and then if, you know, if somebody sits back and says, well, maybe I'm not a good dad, you know, find a coach, you know, find somebody that is a good dad and, and maybe spend some time with them. I, I think even having that conversation with, with your children, you know, I don't, I don't think you can do that unless your kid's maybe older than 10. I don't think you can ask a two-year-old, hey, what do you, you think I'm a good dad? But but then just the fact that you just open your heart to a- ask that question, I think, is, is progress and, and a step forward. I go back to, you know, I don't want to make comparisons, but everybody has a dad somewhere, whether they're, you know, alive or not. But, you know, are you a better dad than your dad was? And if not, step up your game, you know, and you're, you're dealing with somebody's entire life and, and it's in your hands and... That's a powerful position to be in, so you know, take it by the horns and, and do something about it. That's great, and I'd offer that you should all take Mike's advice on uh, the first step, if you want to think of it that way, is maybe to ask yourself that question and let us know what you think. Let us know what you think it means to be a good dad and how you how you measure up in that sense. Uh, look forward to hearing from you, and uh, take care.